And we are back for another episode of Nerd Ramblings, apparently. That is what we've decided on the name. I like it. I, I, like th- it I think it works really well. We are both nerds and we are both just rambling. <laughs> I think it's very appropriate. Um, we're, all we're going to have to do is check that that isn't taken. Oh, shit. I didn't think about that. <laughs> we should... <laughs> well, it's on the podcast. It's out now. <laughs> uh Okay, so this one we're talking about uh, Marvel and specifically the MCU. Although, we're going to kick this off with um, what started your love for Marvel? In general. Like, in general, yeah. Can you remember at all? Because for me, um, I know know it's a a toss-up between three live-action movies, but there was the 90s Spider-Man cartoon... We had that on VHS. Whoa. I used to hire that from the DVD shop. Yeah, and that was awesome. That got me into Spider-Man. But the live-action stuff, it's Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, or it's like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine and the X-Men, or, and a lot of people will probably give me flack for this, it's the like 2002 Fantastic Four. <laughs> because I used to watch the shit out of that growing up. Yeah, the first one is really good. I couldn't care less about the Silver Surfer, but that she started all yeah she was like you're probably not old enough to watch this but we're gonna put that's on x-men okay you're gonna love it well and she was right but that's a very sketch start to a memory there <laughs> how old are you you're not old enough for this <laughs> goodness so i watched x-men and i loved it yeah and then for my birthday after that i got my first spider-man toy and i was oh sorry. I was like, that that's was how dumb. you get it done <laughs> A good old Spider-Man toy. My first three, like, outfits when I was a child, yeah. when I used to go to preschool, was Donatello from Ninja Turtles, nice. Spider-Man, and Batman. Fair enough. Cat. Yeah, uh, for those of you listening, the cat is going crazy on a box. Um, <laughs> so Donatello, you said Spider-Man and Batman. Yeah. That is a pretty solid little trifecta there. <laughs> uh, I do remember having many a Marvel action figure. I had Spider-Man. I definitely remember I had a really cool fucking Hulk one. It's like an action shop, which was awesome. I um, had... Whoa, I had a massive Hulk when I was younger as well. I yeah. remember having like... A, it was unreasonably big. <laughs> I remember I was told that I could bring a toy to class one day. Yeah. I brought this massive thing and I was so proud. I'd like, oh, nice. stomping around everyone else's toys being like, look how pathetic <laughs> everything else is. <laughs> to be fair, I remember getting told to bring a toy in school. It was for like a show and tell me you're supposed to like check it, like yeah. feel it in the bag and like t- describe it to me. I had a pro lightsaber for hundreds. Like, a lightsaber for the win. <laughs> it was like, oh, my toy's so cool. Yes, it is. <laughs> Smash it with a lightsaber. I remember I had the web shooter toy. Yes. We Do you remember with the old cannon. canister? Yes, and you yeah, could yeah. actually spray. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I wanted to go back to my old preschool. I went to a Catholic preschool. Nice. I wanted to go back, not to see the nuns. I'm terrified of nuns. <laughs> but, like, 
I shot webbing onto the ceiling. I'm surprised you're not terrified. I'm surprised. I just want to go and see that that webbing is still there and no one has been able to clean it. (laughs) Goodness, I remember that stuff. That was awesome. Yeah. <sighs> they don't make cool toys anymore. I'm very they really don't. Do you, okay, do you know what? I'll be honest. This is diverging into a bit of a Star Wars tangent here, but I, I was heartbroken, okay? I walked into a toy store the other day, just casually. You know, it's Christmas time. I was like, I haven't been in a toy store for quite some time. Like, you know, just what's in? In my youth, all right? And that wasn't that long ago for those of you listening, <laughs> okay? Like, there used to be an entire, like, section, aisle, like, area devoted to Star Wars on its own, and then there'd be, like, Marvel stuff, DC stuff, like, etc, etc. There's nothing in toy stores these days. Like, nothing. No, they've got nothing left. Because people aren't interested in buying toys anymore. Toys are also such bad quality now. That's true as well. I used to save up money every three weeks and go buy myself the next Iron Man suit. And this is, like, mm. a big part of my growing up, and I loved it. And yeah. you've seen my shelf. I have seen your shelf. That shelf is, is an For those of you listening, shelf. it's impressive. <laughs> it is an impressive shelf. I'm very happy with my collection. And uh, you just won't be able to find anything like that now. No. You could buy it online or you could buy it overseas. Literally, yeah. Yeah. But at the moment, we've got nothing left. Ah. They're so bad. You could tell that an action figure was crap if the joints didn't move. Sure. If the elbow joint and knee joints weren't movable parts, I was like, it's not worth my purchase. It's not, <laughs> That's fair. How are you supposed to actu- actually play with us? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but again, so yeah, that pretty much started your love affair with Marvel, as you can no doubt hear. <laughs> um, obviously, it has been fantastic for us to kind of grow up with the MCU. Well, yeah. Um, not gonna, because let's think about how old were we when Iron Man first ten, hit? Ten, ten. Nine, nine, nine years old. It was nine. And I got my first Iron Man film, my first ever like gift of a DVD was the Iron Man movie, and I was ten years old. Greatest gift I've ever had. Fair enough. It is a solid movie, yeah. and I mean it. It like for the like again, not to be funny. What we said, what nine years old when Iron Man one came out, we watched it together. We watched Endgame together. Yeah. When. Wait, when did Endgame come out? Twenty last year. Last year. Yeah. Twenty nineteen, yeah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's hectic, actually. I remember I was walking, um, so I went to watch Infinity War with, um, but I watched Endgame and Infinity War. Goodness gracious, we watched Infinity War together. Was was an Infinity War game with Chris in Stellenbosch in Somerset West? Yeah, because remember, I also drove out to you to yeah. watch it. Yeah, yeah. Was Infinity War the one where I walked out of the cinema with AJ and all of them and then saw you there and you were like, I'm seeing it. Yes. I was like, okay. And I just turned <laughs> right around and bought another ticket and walked straight back in. That was a good day. That was phenomenal. After watching, on my way into the cinema to watch Endgame, we were walking behind a really big crowd of people. Yeah. And we couldn't find the cinema because it was my first time going to the shopping center. And I said to Chris, I'd kill a small child to watch this movie. I'm not afraid. <laughs> and the day he was standing in front of turned around and looked at me and Chris was like, please keep those comments. <laughs> to and me, I walked out of that cinema, I was crying. And the car god was like, why are you crying? I was like, this is a good movie. Yo. And he was like, are you sure? <laughs> to be fair, 
I watched, okay, when they re-released Endgame to try and beat Avatar, that was when they, when they were like within millions and they re-released it and all that. I, I watched it with Lindsay, my ex-girlfriend, right? I remember crying and I remember her turning to me and being like, why are you crying though? And I was like, you don't get it. <laughs> like, yeah. Because it's, it's one thing for it to be, like, not being funny, Endgame's a decent film. It's, it's not a great solo film, but it is an event. Like, it is a hell of an event. Especially as someone who grew up obsessively watching. Because, not to be funny, but I, I think you're in the same boat here. I think I've seen every single MCU movie in theatres. And I know I, if, that, if, if that is true, I've seen it three times in theatres then. Each. Wild. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, like I, yeah. I yo, I love it, dude. I know I, I banned my um, ex girlfriend from sitting next to me when we go to watch these movies. I remember sitting in between you and her. Yeah, she's got <laughs> she's got too many questions, and I don't want to deal with it. And I know during Infinity War, there is that moment where they reveal Captain America from behind the train, and there was a child sitting next to me, and he tapped his dad on the shoulder and said, "Look, that's the Winter Soldier," and I almost killed that child. Yeah, dude. This is the Preach. second time of threatening a child's life. <laughs> I haven't actually killed a child or harmed a child. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's lying. Uh, <laughs> I was you know, I got so mad at that moment. It's like, shut up, you're sending the wrong information. To be fair though, I feel like we are those moviegoers though, hey? Like Ash. Like, remember we watched Homecoming and then as we got up those Maguire fans were they were like, that was okay, and I was, was so ready to throw my slush puppy at them. <laughs> to be fair, they were pretty cool wearing those Tobey Maguire shirts and all that. Yeah. But you have to respect that was a good movie. I do Homecoming think Homecoming is a good movie. I think Homecoming is a good movie, but I think the reason uh, it's not as highly rated, honestly, and I think it is a valid criticism, is because it's not as Spider-Man centric. Like not being funny, with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, you had the benefit of not having all the other characters in the universe. So it was Spider-Man was the only thing of interest in that universe. You know, yeah. if you understand. And I think that's why you, you get a lot more out of Spider-Man then because of that. Yeah. Than you did out of Homecoming where he's got the Avengers around him. He's got all these, you know, structures, basically. That was the most realistic portrayal of Spider-Man because he's in the suburbs, he's in high school. We yeah, actually see him as a young person dealing with stuff. I think it's so really good, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's a brilliant portrayal of Spider-Man, all things being equal. Um, but that brings us to a question, Ewan. Mm-hmm. What are your top five MCU movies? Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm putting you a little on the spot here. We <laughs> actually haven't thought about this at all. And they're what now, 22? Oh, I don't even know. Jeebus. Um, I mean, Iron Man 1 will always be my OG. That's my... That's Does my that get your auto top spot? Regardless of, like, everything else. If I watch that movie, like... I'm not taking out my phone, I'm not watching anything else. I will sit there and I will watch that movie and I will whisper the words to myself, line by line. I love that movie so much. And it'll be Iron Man 1. Uh, okay, well then, are these going to be your like favourite movies or the tech- what you think are the technically the best? No, these are my favourites. These are going to be your favourites. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Techni- oh, technically the best would have to start with probably like Infinity War. It- probably has to fair fair okay but like infinity war would be like my third place 
Okay, second place then, because so it's Iron Man because, Wow. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> Iron Man Endgame Infinity War, I appreciate. Okay. Yeah. Then I would say would be um uh the Winter Soldier. Okay, solid. Amazing and then Ragnarok, probably. Those are I dig really, it. Really, really well done. Although I really do want to throw Ant Man in there because I like for some reason Ant Man hooked me. I loved Ant Man. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, uh, fair enough. Oh, top, uh, what are my top five though? So I got hooked on Ant-Man. Like I know the movie wasn't completely excellent. Like I don't like the Yellow Jack actor, the guy who played it. Yeah. Where it was done, etc. But the beginning, the heists, the way he uses his powers, the way he trains for it, like the cinematography of it, I thought to that be, was so sick. To be fair though, that was the one Edgar Wright was supposed to direct. And can you imagine an Edgar Wright directed Ant-Man, dude? That would have been with Paul Rudd, no less. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Oh, thanks for thanking of me. I love that line. From <laughs> Civil War. Oh, excellent. Yeah, it's great. Okay, your top five. I know you're a massive Thor fan. Okay, yeah, that, see, that's, <laughs> that's basically what I'm currently debating. Where am I putting Thor 1? <laughs> because for those of you listening, I love Thor 1. Like, genuinely, I have. Oh, I love that movie. That, that, honestly, that started my fanboying of Thor. <laughs> and, because, uh, see, the thing is, post-Ragnarok, a lot of people are like, oh, you only like Thor because of the new movie. Where it's like, nah, I love him thanks to the new movie. <laughs> but I loved him beforehand as well. Did you have, like, a dip when the second one came out? No, I, no, I didn't. <laughs> I should have, <laughs> but I didn't. But the same for me for Iron Man 2. I know it's not as good as the other ones, but like, I, I was still all aboard for that suitcase suit up. So dope. See, my thing is, Thought the Dark World is not... Okay, it's not a bad movie. It's kind of forgettable. That's my problem. It is highly forgettable, but it's got some, it's got some pretty good moments in it. It's just surrounded by a lot of trash. Malekith isn't great. Um, I really, I will maintain probably the most memorable scene for me at least out of that movie is the Viking funeral with um, Thor's oh, mom Frigga. Jesus. That is an incredibly done scene, especially when he ta- when Odin taps his um, spear and the boats going off the waterfall just keep gliding on the air. That, I think that is phenomenally done, but there isn't... I think it's one of the movies, Iron Man 2 I think is similar, where it kind of suffered from that studio medal a little bit, where, not to be funny, but with Iron Man 2 they pushed a lot of stuff into it, and I think with Thor 2 they tried to push the, like, infinity stuff a bit too much. Because, like, realistically, if it was just Malekith and you could devote more time to him, because I rate Christopher, for those of you listening, I'm a big Talk to Who fan, Especially considering I've only really, like, properly absorbed that first Christopher Eccleston series. I enjoy him as an actor. He's really poor as Malekith because I don't think they gave him enough to do. Um, and the, the whole movie is pretty forgettable, but it's got some really good interactions. With Loki's got some great scenes. I was about to say, Loki prison. and Thor, yeah. yeah. In the prison, yeah. especially, when he gets told his mom's dead, dude, yeah. that, I think, is phenomenal. But it's very forgettable. Um... So I think, I think I'm going to do it and I'm going to put Thor 1 in my top in terms of favorite because if I'm honest, that is the movie I always go to in terms of like, do I just need something background-y? 
it's literally, it is always a toss-up between Thor 1 and Iron Man. I missed the train on the first Thor. I, you know what, a lot of people weren't the biggest fan of it, but I really enjoyed it. I think Kenneth Branagh, you know who he is, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He... I'm not a heathen. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I've, this, I've had conversations, I'm like, Kenneth Branagh, and people are like, who? I'm like, ah, come on, guys. But Chamber I, of Secrets, please don't respect yeah, exa- me. Don't disrespect me, Ryan. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ian. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've just, I've dealt with so many idiots. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's brilliant at Chamber of Secrets, by the way. But I think he did a really good job directing the first Thor, because not to be funny, but looking back on it, it was following Iron Man in terms of, like... It needed to be different, too. You were introducing a whole different world. But the thing is, it, you were introducing a whole new world into one you've already established, which I think it does a really good job of doing, especially the concept of, like, um, magic just being technology that they don't understand. you got to take something back, yeah. Oh, yeah? I made, a, I made a huge mistake. Oh, what did you do? Iron Man, Endgame, um... The Avengers! I was wondering why you left off the Avengers. Ragnarok. Oh my goodness. The Avengers should actually be... Oh, they're they're fighting real hard with Endgame there. Dude. I might actually put it above Endgame in terms of like a classic and one of my favorites. It'll be Iron Man 1 Avengers Endgame. Fair. Everything else that follows is... <laughs> well, yeah, literally, out of um, inconsequential. Out of my favorites, I think I'm sitting at Thor being the number one, Iron Man being number two, Avengers being number three, because honestly, that is a movie I think you can just put on whenever. They married that film with everyone so perfectly. They literally, that movie my, is amazing. My only complaint, literally, my only complaint is the costume Captain America wears at the end, but. It's even an in-universe reason why it's so shit. It's because Coulson, Coulson. based it on... Yeah, Coulson based it on the playing cards, which have his, like, shitty World War II uniform. Which, can we just say, I think that is one of the best representations of respecting your source material but moving beyond it. That first Captain America movie where they stick him in yeah. the OG cap suit and they make fun of it on purpose. And then they still gave him an OG suit in Endgame with the yeah the mail yeah yeah which is really cool ah I do I dug that suit so yeah um so it's Thor one Iron Man one the Avengers one <laughs> a lot of Phase one movies I see Thor Ragnarok I think no no I'm gonna put Endgame above it I'm just because I think it's got some of the greatest moments. I saw something so cool the other day. The reason why Cap, like, cushions Mjolnir so hard is because he's used to catching the shield. And that's the way he catches the shield. Even though uh, Mjolnir um, will come to your hand regardless. Fair. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. so cool. To be fair, that moment where Cap picks up the shield. Do you remember I what it was like? so loud. Dude, the entire cinema screamed. <laughs> like, literally, they screamed, clapped. It was like, it was an event. Two, two moments in that film where you just want to stand up and scream. It's, it's Cap catches Mjolnir after the hitting Thanos in his pee with that thing. Yeah, I fucking <laughs> annihilated that. It was great. And then the other one is Avengers Assembled. Oh my goodness, roaring into battle. That, to be fair though, that is one where like people, a lot of people complain because in Ultron, it Ultron ends with Cap being like Avengers, yeah. and then it cuts to credits, 
And everyone was always like, why wouldn't you just let it? We're like, why? Why? Why you got to do us like that? <laughs> That's why, dude. Oh, my God. That payoff in the end. Because that the thing is, that was everyone. Yeah. That was it, and that does so much justice because I don't know if you there's a famous comic book cover of it was during while they were like reshuffling the Avengers for like the first or second time and it's Captain America holding his shield up shouting Avengers assemble with just Marvel characters like headshots of Marvel characters behind him because the whole thing was what is his lineup going to be yeah. and that is what it basically reminded me of where it's like you're all in <laughs> like like you can you could feasibly like years down the line I could see them releasing like special editions where they add certain characters in like George Lucas like you know Ooh, so good I heard an idiot once um, okay <laughs> there is another there are other people on the internet who talk about these things it's not oh, yeah. just us but there <laughs> one person brought up something that frustrated me so much because in Ragnarok you hear um, are you the god of hammers no yeah your hammer was only meant to be a sort of... Um, uh, focus for your power, yeah. Yeah. Channel it or something, yeah. So then people were frustrated when Cap got the hammer and was able to use Thor's power. And they were like, but if the hammer's not giving him power, where does his power come from? Thor, dumbasses. It's yeah. channeling his power. That doesn't even <laughs> make any sense. You answered your own question in the problem. Yeah. Hitch. To be fair, though, you could always just argue... Well, the hammer's enchanted with he so whosoever holds this hammer, if he be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. The power of Thor. It comes from Thor. Yeah. It's Thor's power. Yeah. It's the channeling tool. Yeah. When you have a flamethrower, the gas on your back is what puts the flame forward. <laughs> handing Are you the comparing handle to Thor to... <laughs> giving the handle to different people to pull the trigger, that's what that is. Fair, actually. That's a fair analogy. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, I, if I'm honest, I've heard some criticism of Endgame that I'm like, that just, like, uh, like <laughs> whatever. But I, I'm prepared to admit, like, it isn't the best MCU movie by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I think, especially around the time high stuff, it's quite loose in terms of pacing and all that. Um, but God, it's got such good moments in it. Like, honestly. <laughs> it really does. It has standout moments. So, now I'm going to ask you a tough question. Five best MCU movies from, like, a movie standpoint. Because um, we we've now just done our actual, like, favorites. Yeah. But what do you think of the, the technically the best movies? Um, Infinity War? Um, Ragnarok, Winter Soldier, um, probably Iron Man 1, then Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3, that's an interesting choice. Yeah, because that's, you get, you get his anxiety arc, and you get him dealing with yeah. him being an idiot, and putting Pepper's life at risk, him being without his suit, having to realize, like, the things he needs to achieve. I feel like that gives you a proper insight as to like what he's been going through. Sure, sure. I enjoyed that as like a movie standpoint in terms of like character and everything. I really enjoyed that one. Fair enough. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm, oh, I'm so thick. Never mind. Take down that last one. Okay. From Iron Man 2, put in Guardians of the Galaxy. Fair. I can't believe I discounted that. 
so thick of me. That's my bad. I'm sorry. Fair. Because um, I think my top five technically best. My problem is a lot of the Russo's films are going to end up in this. Because not being funny, like as we've said, Infinity War I think takes the cake purely because they balance so many characters so well. There isn't a second of that film that isn't like engaging 100%. Yeah. Um, except for maybe the four seconds Bruce Banner is like under a tree and he's like, I can't get up, where's the hole? <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty, pretty dull four seconds, but otherwise it's a pretty solid movie. Yeah. Um, Civil War, I think, was the groundwork for that where they showed that they could handle so many characters, introducing new characters. And I think Civil War is technically a really, really good movie. Despite the fact that Zemo's plan doesn't really make a lot of sense. Like, yeah. I, like I, I never mind. I've never minded it. Like, to me, it's never been one big Zemo. plan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wasn't going for you, sir. <laughs> That's fair. But to me, he never had, like, one big plan. It was always, like, just react. Like, yeah. making the best out of the situation he'd created type of thing. Yeah. But, so I think for me, Infinity War, especially out of all the Russo movies, I think it goes Infinity War, Winter Soldier... Did I drop the Avengers again? You did. I'm so stupid. <laughs> it's hard to pick these things. You know, what, you know what the problem with the MCU is? All of their movies are good. Yeah. Like, uh, not being funny, even movies like Thor 2, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, they're not, they're not as good as the others. But they're not they're bad. better than other movies. Yeah, like, they're, really they're, they're like just over average. Like that, like... <laughs> <laughs> it's really it's really difficult especially when you look at how the MCU's just evolved over 10 years dude because it, like because it, not being funny but if you compare those phase one films to the phase three ones they're in different leagues but at the same time they are still like it's still so good <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god like, if Iron Man, the first one, is sitting on, like, 80, first Captain America's on, like, a 75, like... Yeah, easy. It's difficult to go up from there, and they did. Yeah, because, not being funny, but everyone regards Winter Soldier as being, the, like, one of the top tier. Yeah. That's a good sequel. Um, That's better than the original. It is. Fair, yeah. Very fair. The Avengers is a phenomenal movie. Um, Ultron is not better, but the ones after that were better. You know what? I cut Ultron a lot of slack, though. I'll be honest. I enjoyed Ultron. Of course I enjoyed Age of Ultron. <laughs> I just know that, like, the first Avengers is better. The first Avengers... All of the I, other I, Avengers movies are better, if we're honest. to the other, the remaining two. Yeah. That's fair. Um, I'll rate Age of Ultron. I... I... So you know what the problem is? Even in my favorite movies thing, I left out the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, exactly. They weren't even there. I love the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> like, I think it is so incredible what Marvel did, and it is such a stark contrast to what DC managed. <laughs> what did they manage? <laughs> what did they do? They managed Aquaman and two-thirds of Wonder Woman. <laughs> that part, like, those movies are on the, like... You know what? I, I'm watching the levels of the worst MCU. But that's I, that's what I was about to say. I'm going to be brutally honest here. I consider Aquaman to be about for the Dark World or higher. Yeah. Like not a lot higher though. If you're going to put yeah, it higher, slightly above maybe. Because realistically, 
I'd still watch any Marvel movie except for Captain Marvel before a DC movie. That's fair. I think, but you know what the worst part is though? Captain Marvel's not even, it's not even like bad. It's Super just boring. Yeah, it's it's just forgettable. It's just that they they used a formula for Captain Marvel and Brie Larson didn't, she didn't emote <laughs> once through the movie. She didn't get to do much, yeah. She yeah. was like a, like a happy-go-lucky little powerhouse. But it wasn't even happy-go-lucky. It was a snarky-go-lucky powerhouse. Yeah, that opening where you were like, you want to fight? I was like, that's that's cute. I want to see where this goes. And then it just kept that edge. But see, like, even if you think about that, her whole relationship with Yonrog, was it? Jude oh, Law's character. Jude yeah, Law. Jude Law's character, whatever. That didn't make sense. Because when it starts out, they they seem to have like a really good mentor mentee relationship, but by the end of the movie, she's like, "You never wanted me to succeed," and he's like, "I'm proud of you now," and you're like, "What is going on? What do you want to do here?" It's also incredibly predictable. Yeah, that's true. Which is a bit rough, and I really wish that she'd done better because she did better in Infinity War. Endgame, you mean? Endgame. Yeah. Although in Endgame, I feel like she's a bit. Like, look, Captain Marvel at, in general is just pretty OP. Yeah. But, okay. Alright, I'll be honest. My, I've got an issue with Endgame in terms of that little female empowerment scene. Alright? Um, no, 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 I know. But I'm explaining this for the people at home. And they, <laughs> they need to understand why, okay? I don't have an issue with the scene as a whole. Like, I don't mind that all the female... This is because um, Captain Marvel did the... It, no, it's it's because Captain Marvel got the gauntlet. It doesn't make sense. We just watched her blow through a ship. But now, all the human... <laughs> like, some of them have powers, some of them don't. People, like, people gather around her after Peter Parker's like, how are you going to get this through that? What a dumb question, Peter. You're supposed to be smart. <laughs> She'll just do what she did to the ship and fly through them. <laughs> okay. But he's like, how are you going to get these through all on your own? And then all the females turn up and they're like, she's not alone. Cool moment. I can see why you did it. Honestly, you haven't had like a female-led solo movie. It's a callback to the Infinity War moment. Of course, which yeah. is... She's not alone. But it was done better there. Yep. Not to be funny, but with this one, like, imagine if they'd given the gauntlet to Nebula, and Nebula picked it up and was like, I'm going to finish this journey, and then they were, and Peter was like, but how can you do it on your own? That would have been better. That would have been, that, to me, would have been perfect, because not to be funny, but Nebula in the comics is quite involved with the whole Infinity thing, and I don't feel like they, they did well in Endgame, like the scene with her and the paper football with Tony, like that opening is incredible, I love it so much. It is heart-wrenching, of course. But, like, and they, obviously, they have her shoot her past self, and that's the whole symbolic thing. But, like, imagine her literally standing up to Thanos. Like, that, to me, that would be the final step for her in terms of breaking away. It would be, you want this, I'm going to make sure you can't get it. Yeah. But, yeah, that's a minor little <laughs> nitpick. Fair enough, though. Um, okay, let me ask you this. Favorite moment from the MCU then? Come on. Okay, if, if, I'll, I'll give you a top two. Okay, first one, obviously. Obviously, Cap. it's Cap having Molnir. It's, it's gotta be. <laughs> of course, it is. Holy crap. Okay, then test of the Mark II suit where all the bits move from that the original is, Iron Man. That is, that is, that is a clean scene. Um, and then Iron Man's um, suit up 
with the suitcase. Fair. That was cool, but I'll take that separately. That's not even on the same tier as those fair. other two. Fair, fair. But those would be like my top two moments. And then... Oh. Hmm. Okay, my oh, top oh. two. Obviously, <laughs> Why number one. <laughs> <laughs> That is, <laughs> can't fault you. That is a pretty <laughs> solid moment. Okay, seeing as how you've taken the Captain America Mjolnir moment, I think it's pretty fair to class that as a moment all its own, if I'm honest, because that is... If you're an MCU fan, that isn't your, like, favourite moment out of the entire shit. Like, <laughs> why? <laughs> like... What means that? What, yeah, what well, like, you have like, like I'd love to know, genuinely, what, like... <laughs> How do you like? How do you see Cap catching the old and be like, "This is good, but this is better." Like that. that oh, huh. So yeah, that to me is in like its own little. <laughs> I don't believe they did that category. <laughs> like I don't believe they did that. Giant man in Civil War. I enjoyed that. Did yeah, not that think they good. would ever do that, and then they did. And then they did. That was a pretty solid moment. To be fair, getting to see Spider Man in Civil War was also a pretty awesome moment. Yeah, it was. Now, like, mm. oh, especially with the, not to be funny, but the movable eyes. On the roof, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, so good. And to be fair, they tied that in so well in Homecoming with the, like, the, the like, fucking found footage, like, Peter Filbert, and he's like, oh my god, I gotta go, this is so awesome. Like, oh, I, that's why I think they've really done the MCU Spider-Man justice, dude. Oh my god. Oh, that, that thing where, um, where they, we just see Queens on the screen yeah Holy dude that's when you shit, knew did i hype up about that <laughs> that's when you knew dude that scene between cap and spider-man where he's like where are you from queens brooklyn, brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's dude so good. That so it's so good <laughs> oh okay so uh, cap holding me on there that's a moment unto itself so if i'm differentiating myself from your list here i'm gonna go with that moment of Thor coming down with that fucking immigrant song with the lightning behind him just into, <laughs> oh, holy crap. into Hell of Zombies. Okay, that I think is a top tier. <laughs> like, oh my god. I've got, a, I've got a couple issues with Ragnarok, but I love that. He's a friend from work. Oh my goodness, what a scene. <laughs> it's so good. Um, oh, second moment though. Oh. Oh, but we're... Oh. Okay. So you're gonna say that the scene when he comes down in Infinity War and Hulk goes, "You're so screwed now." That is you are. <laughs> Maybe that's actually. Oh, that's actually that's a good contender. Load actually. them down. <laughs> that cat is getting very ambitious with that Christmas tree. I see. So yeah, there's a cat in the apartment here. We were recording just the. Um, oh, that is a solid moment from Infinity War. Hey, just. Bring me Thanos! When he jumps up, oh, that is That's cool. phenomenal. That is, that is grand. Watch this, I'm going over to watch this. Yeah, that is grand. Um, cheer me out though. This is going to be a bit out of left field. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Yondu's funeral. Oh, what a heartbreaking do moment, dude. <laughs> that is, look. A lot of people underrate Guardians of the Galaxy 2, okay? A lot of people are like, oh, it's just like, like it, it's not as good as the first one, whatever. I will admit, pacing-wise, it is a bit messier than the first one, 
but holy hell, it is a good movie. That Yondu scene where he's coming down with the arrow and you realize how innocent he is as a dad when he was like, you look like Mary Poppins, and he goes, is he cool? Yeah. And he just wants to be like that dad figure for... for um, but then that's when everything clicks and he's realized that Peter's yeah. re- like, oh, dude. It he's is- like, yeah, he's cool. And he goes, I'm Mary Poppins. Like, oh, dude. oh my goodness. Dude, it's phenomenal. And that, yeah, literally, dude, Yondu's funeral scene is still like, and the best part is because they, they set it up earlier on in Guardians 2. They, he has the fight with Sylvester Stallone's character, which, I don't left field, guys. Sylvester Stallone in the episode. <laughs> I loved it, by the way. Just his usage in this is fantastic. Because when, when he's arguing, because the whole thing is Yondu was trafficking Ego's children to him, and Ego's then killing them basically and he picked up peter and was like i'm not going to do this but he got the reputation with the rest of the ravagers that he kidnaps kids basically he breaks their rules and that and he has a fight with sylvester Stallone, where sylvester Stallone's like the lights of something or other will never be over your funeral and then it's only after he saved peter like proven that he's like a, a good man like a, a trying to be a father type of thing that he then gets those lights over his funeral and dude when his sidekick uh, james gunn's brother uh-huh. So it's like, yes! Heartbreaking, dude. Oh my god, it's so good. Oh, but, but as soon as you mentioned heartbreaking moments, my mind went two places. Oh, yeah. It went Cap's final dance with Peggy. Oh, that is a proper <laughs> gut. To be fair, I'd argue that moment and that the moment in Endgame where he's standing in, his, in her office and he's just looking yes. through the room and he's just... And you're just looking at Chris Evans, just like, and your heart is just breaking. Ah, dude. And then <sighs> Hawkeye's scene at the beginning of Endgame, where his family disappears. That is a crushing one, eh? How's it? Like, this is how to I knew fair. that movie was going to hurt me in the beginning, is because they didn't, they, they started off with the Marvel logo coming on in silence. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> To be fair, what an opening. Just seeing Hawkeye's family get dusted. That, cause that just brings you straight in. You're just like, A'ight? I didn't realize you were going to do me like that movie. Cool. Six, every six minutes, the first time I watched that movie, I was in tears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's bad. Whether the, movie, the moment was awesome or sad, it had me. Literally. Crying. Oh. But like, yeah, Spider-Man and the MCU is phenomenal. I, I've enjoyed both of his movies so far. Michael Keaton as the Vulture still has one of the best twists in an MCU movie. That is fair. I did not see that coming. That see, doesn't happen often. Yeah, I didn't see that coming entirely, and it is played perfectly. Michael Keaton is doing, like, he is dadding oh, it up. And I just love Tom Holland just sitting there like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. Honestly, phenomenal. How threatening is a human person to Spider-Man? Literally, just sitting in the car. What, wow. dude? Literally, yeah. And but that's the thing. Him realizing while he's on the drive, and honestly, that's also something that the MCU gets right because it gets its characters right. Not being funny, but he sits there and he he asks Peter, he's like, "Oh, you were you were in the the monument or something with them," and he's like. No, no, I wasn't. He's like, huh. And, you know, he starts, like, putting it together and all that. It's, it's just so well done. And you see that green light moment. Yeah, where the light goes green yeah. as he realizes it, yeah. 
I think that's phenomenal. Oh, but again, it's that respect where the vulture's like, I appreciate the fact that you're keeping the, this a secret. Cool, cool. I will kill you, though. And then when he rescues him at the end, obviously, and then when he's in prison, the guy's like, you know who he is. And he's like, for did he be dead? And you're like, oh, what are you doing, vulture? What are you doing? <laughs> That's respect. I see it. I s- <laughs> you seem to respect him, but you still want to kill him. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> Let's see where this goes. Apparently to Morbius. <laughs> Uh, why, why, why was he ruined? Like, I was so happy. Uh, <laughs> was so I'm happy. sorry, I had to throw that in Sony. <laughs> All I'm gonna say, we're here to celebrate. You know, MCU alone. Please do. Just, just give us the rights to Spider-Man and leave. Pack your, pack your shit and go. Yeah, Feige will make you money. Just be like, <laughs> you've got it. I'm so You excited. do you. Fantastic Four coming through. Is that confirmed? Oh, it must be. Like, Fox has been melded and all yeah, that. Someone, so like, someone came through and they were like, I want to make this movie, give it to me. And I forget what other movies he's directed, but like, when I heard this, I was like, I see it. I see your vision. Bring it. Fantastic Four, I'd enjoy in the MCU. Like, you're missing an ultimate genius now. Reed Richards yeah. is there. Literally. Wow. Goodness. <sighs> the MCU's so good, dude. Plus, um, you're fucking with, um, inter- like, different universes. Yeah. Reed Richards, without magic, did that. Fair. Fair. Um, also, there's so much potential with Fantastic Four, especially in terms of guys like Galactus, which would be very interesting to see going forward, I think. Kang the Conqueror is coming, confirmed, by oh, Ant-Man yeah. and the Wasp. Ant-Man and the Wasp? Yeah. What? There is a scene in the Quantum Realm where you see a palace in the background. That's really? Kang's kingdom, apparently. Really? That's wild. Because I heard rumors that they were like, yeah, Kang's going to be the, the, ve- the villain for the next Avengers crossover thing because they've messed with time and all that. That would be wild. Do you think Loki's going to tie into the whole Kang situation? I don't know. Possibly. Maybe. Because he's well, got his own shit going on now, which looks... But he's dealing with time travel and all that. That's why I'm saying, do you think he... I was having this thing the other day. I was like, where is Owen Wilson in movies? And he popped up in the beginning of the Loki trailer. I was like, I found you. I found you. Yeah, dude. (laughs) I was surprised by that. I didn't see Owen Wilson in the movie. Did you know Owen Wilson has a brother? I did, yeah. I didn't realize Luke Wilson was Owen Wilson's brother. Oh, really? Yeah. But they look so similar. It never hit me. (laughs) Fair enough. Oh. Yeah, you know, you know, um, one of the mobsters from um, Christopher Nolan's Batman, the one with the grey hair, um, kind of a weird face. That's Julia Roberts's brother. Really? I think I do know this. Yeah. I think I do. Know, he plays Sal Maroni, isn't it? When he drops him. Off Sal Maroni, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do know that actor. I just can't remember his name right now. Yeah, that's yeah. Goodness. <sighs> okay, so we've been praising the MCU a little bit. All right. What is your least favorite character? Vision and Wanda. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, dude, just dual, dual, dual wielding no, last place. I don't like Vision. I don't like him. Fair. Paul Bettany is fine. I Paul Bettany is Bethany. fine. But like, I don't. Oh, I've never liked Vision. Fair, fair. But like, there's certain reasons why I don't like Vision. So this ties in with like my least favorite MCU moment, where I was like. You're being pretentious. Oh, yeah. At the end, when he's confronting Ultron, like the last one, uh, he was like, and they think that chaos and order are somehow yeah. opposites. Get out of here. That's so pretentious. Yeah. Come on, you're better than that. Not fair enough. Um, yeah. 
Vision and Scarlet Witch are, are a bit weak in the MCU, but I will say I'm still very excited for WandaVision. I think that's going to be... Because she's going to be a nutter. She is going to be a nutter. She must be a nutter. That's the whole... That's her thing. That is her thing in the comics. She's always a nutter, just causing reality-warping events. Like, and, like uh, my first moments in the MCU surround Vision, which is really upsetting. Oh, yeah. But Vision, when he gets stabbed, makes such an awkward noise. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, like, no, he makes like a... Oh, Going, I'll get it for you. I hate it so much. Because, <laughs> like, after the first time I heard it, I couldn't stop hearing it. It's horrible. <laughs> wow. Oh, goodness. See, uh, least favorite character, though, is a difficult one, if I'm honest. Like, it wasn't for me. Yeah, I see so. <laughs> yeah, you had no qualms there. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Yeah, you had no struggles. <laughs> um, oh, okay. If I'm honest, I'm a be cliche and I'll just drop Captain Marvel. Yeah. Because if I'm honest, everyone else, like, I I don't know. Her movie just didn't do it for me. Um, I, Brie Larson, I don't know. Um, she, wa- she wasn't... I remember looking at, like, the casting list back in the day and, like, the rumoured casting choices and all that. Um, I think Emily Blunt was one of the rumoured ones. I think she'd be really cool as Captain Marvel. She definitely is the Invisible Woman, but that's just because I've seen so many... Yeah, I've just seen so many photoshopped where it's like, this is what John Krasinski and Emily Blunt could look like. And it's like, you know what? You're not wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Please. Yeah. Uh, least favorite is probably then Captain Marvel. Yeah, um, she didn't get she didn't get justice to her. No, she didn't. But to be fair, I don't think she's had very good comics either. No, like uh, not being funny, but she was better as Miss Marvel in my opinion. <laughs> what? Yeah, Miss Marvel's a Muslim girl now. Oh, Miss <laughs> um, Marvel used to be Carol Danvers. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. Well, it's I only Captain Marvel being um, Marvel. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, it it was. God, when was it that they changed over to Captain Marvel for Carol Danvers? Though? But it, it it's like quite a recent, like two thousands, maybe maybe yeah. early ni- late nineties. Um. But well, I, I remember the. Yes, I do remember this. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, so I don't think she's got a lot of... But my problem is Marvel pushes her as, like, the next big, you know? No. I, no but really but their problem is they're trying to make Wonder Woman or, like, a Harley Quinn. They're trying to make a big female character. Yeah. Um, if I was honest... Wrong. If I'm honest, you should have pushed She-Hulk. They're going to. I bet that they will. Well, there's a She-Hulk TV show, so... TV show? Didn't you hear about this? I thought they were making it into a movie with Ruffalo and... Um, it's going to be a Disney Plus show, I heard. Really? I thought yeah. you said it's coming to the next Spider-Man movie too. Because she's also a lawyer. Goodness, I just heard Daredevil is in Spider-Man. I'll still take Daredevil. I'd want Daredevil. I want Charlie Cox to be the MCU Daredevil. If you, But that, I think that's the thing is, Kevin Feige must know. Because not being funny, you can sit there and you can be like, oh, Iron Fist was bad and all that. But, like, that was realistically the only one that was subpar. Yeah. Like, Daredevil was phenomenal season one, first half season two, and season three. Luke Cage. Luke Cage was really good. Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones season one was excellent. Better than Luke Cage. Yeah, much better. 
I didn't watch Jessica Jones season two. I haven't seen either. <laughs> but my point is, they were like they've got at least a fan base behind them that maybe Iron Fist doesn't have. Like I'm actually going to go and watch Jessica Jones season two now. Nice, nice. I mean, I enjoy a David Tennant again, Doctor Who, um, and also um, watch Kristen Ritter. I really rate her as an actress. I enjoy it. She looks really good as well. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> he's mouthing to me from the side because he's afraid. Yeah, I don't know why. It's not like you're dating anyone. <laughs> Listen, if Kristen Ritter listens to this podcast, like, <laughs> Matt, you are beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> nice, solid. I gotta stop calling older women them. They weird. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just leave it at that. This should not go on the podcast, but like. Well, it is. Something to help you. <laughs> Keep moving with the questions. Okay, fair enough. Uh, um, but yeah, I think that they should pull Charlie Cox into. Uh, remember when I flirted? <laughs> yeah, he's not Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I'm exposing him. Um. <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> mind. That's just an awkward moment from you and past that he has deigned to bring up into my memory space. <laughs> but back on the MCU. Um. Yeah, I think Charlie Cox should be Daredevil. Honestly, if I'm honest. <laughs> and you should stop calling all the women men. Yeah, yeah. that, that triggered something horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope we don't have to cut this now. Uh, uh, well, I'm not going to cut it. So. Back on track, back, back on track. Yeah. Oh, whatever, it's fine, a little tangent. Um, <laughs> honestly, I think Charlie Cox fit the MCU very well. I, and if I'm honest, I would really love to see Vincent D'Onofrio up against Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Whoa. Because he oh, is snap. such a phenomenal kingpin, dude. He was terrifying. He was terrifying. He was controlling. He was manipulative. Perfect. Perfect, I say. Like, oh my god. Oh. Yo, and he played that emotionally stunted person so well. But that's the thing. So well. Oh, dude. I love it. I, I actually, it was so good. Um... Okay. Favorite character. This is going to be a difficult one. Is it? <laughs> I would think so. All of them are my favorite. <laughs> well, I'm straight up like Tony Stark, sorry. You got, like, oh. my first movie, you have me. <laughs> fair, you got to pay my respect. Oh, oh but see, that, that is a... Tr- if I'm honest, it's a toss-up for me between the Trinity... Between. Of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> Thor, Captain America, Iron Man. Of course it is. And then I'm gonna pick Thor. Of course you. Of course I am. Yeah. <laughs> I love Thor. I cannot get. I cannot stress this enough. Again, that first movie. I still to this day. It has one of my favorite scenes from the MCU. And it, it's the camera. It's the way it's shot. The way it's acted. But it's when um, he's j- uh, Thor's just tried to pick up Mjolnir and he can't. And he sees the enchantment on it and he like loses his shit and it like cuts to him in the um like penitentiary or whatever the little holding area with colson and he's literally not saying a word he's like just completely immobile until colson leaves and loki enters and then you have that phenomenal scene where he's like odin's dead can i come home and he's like no and then he's just like i understand (laughs) 
That is such a phenomenal scene. It's acted brilliantly. I love it. Go watch Thor when you get home. <laughs> I, I feel like I, I owe it to you my You slept on it, and I hate it. <laughs> it irks me. I honestly, I rate that first Thor movie so I will go back and watch it. Ah, goodness. <laughs> it's just, it's so good. Why? Okay, let me ask you a hard-hitting question. Why? Do you, and I, I know the answer to it. I know the answer to it. We both know the answer to it. Why did Marvel do well when DC didn't? <laughs> Let's just get it out there. <laughs> Effort. <laughs> Timing. <laughs> Care. Thought. <laughs> Reverence, Bad even. Story, character, respect, <laughs> decency. Oh, goodness. Because <laughs> not to be funny, but that's the thing. Like they did it so slowly, and but they learned from their mistakes. Not to be funny, Iron Man Two was a bit of a bloated mess because it was trying to set up everything. We didn't really get another one like that other than Thor Two, and again that was post Avengers, so that was after they had a massive bit of success. So like, again, like, and they're constantly moving forward, like. You know, I, I think it's very clear to define each phase by its, like, directorial influence. You know, your first phase is very much John Favreau. Like, that style that he brought to Iron Man 1 is what led us really? to the Avengers. But from the Avengers till about Age of Ultron... Who did Avengers? Joss Whedon. Oh, right, yes, yes. And that's what I was going to say. From Avengers to Joss Whedon... Uh, from Avengers till Age of Ultron was, like, the Joss Whedon era almost... And then as soon as Winter Soldier came, but no, they well, see, realized the Russo brothers were the shit. Well, see, that's the thing. Winter Soldier came out while Joss Whedon, just after Avengers, remember? I think, was it the first movie after Avengers? I think it might have been. No, Iron Man, Iron Man 3 was the first one. Okay, that would, yes, yeah. That would it's, Iron Man, it's Iron Man 3, Captain America Thor 2, I think. Yeah, cool. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that is how it goes, I think. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so the Russos brought in Winter Soldier, but, like, what Joss Whedon did on the Avengers influenced those movies up until Ultron. To be fair, though, that was when Guardians 1 came out. And then I think Phase 3 was basically a little bit of James Gunn and the Russos. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and then it Taika gave... Waititi I was about to say, it gave us things like Taika Waititi doing Thor. Okay, let's talk about Thor real quick. also exploded after that. Of course it did. It was so good. To be fair, have you watched Dark Shadows? Um, yes, I actually have. It yeah. is so funny. Which, wait, which one? The series or the movie? The movie. Okay, good, good. That's <laughs> the one with Taika Waititi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's modern now. Oh, I haven't seen it. But yeah, the movie with Taika Waititi, it's for those of you who have heard of Taika Waititi but haven't watched Dark Shadow. Um, he was it's in not the Dark first Shadow. Is it? He was in the first Green Lantern, but he was the best. No, it's What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, no, then I haven't seen it. What? No, Dark Shadows is the one with Johnny Depp. Yeah. What, have you watched What We Do in the Shadows? Mm -hmm. Oh, that is so good. Okay. It's, it's also a vampire movie, but it's like a mockumentary style oh. about vampires yeah. living in New Zealand, I think it was. It is fucking hilarious. Go watch it. All right, I will. Um, but, uh, yeah, Taika Waititi, I love Thor Ragnarok, but I think it's got a few problems. Yes. All right. One of them is that they lent... That, like, Marvel has an issue where 
for the longest time, the jokes would like take away some of the impact from the more serious moments. I was so worried in Endgame where Iron Man had that last thing to say. Oh, yeah. Don't be a joke. Don't be a joke. Yeah, don't, don't make it a snap or anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there are moments in Ragnarok that I think that are undercut by the humor where it maybe would have been served by having that be like the toned down moment, you know? Like the one I'm thinking of that immediately springs to mind is at the end when Asgard blows up. Um, there's that stunning shot of Thor standing on a ship with his people behind him staring at his home getting destroyed and it's like this really like the music is swelling and everything and then Korg is like don't we worry can we can rebuild and it blows up he's like oh never mind <laughs> and it's like that's funny <laughs> it is funny it's but you've undercut that entire moment like ah uh, other issue with, with Bruce Banner Thor as well Bruce Banner became kind of like a bit of a twerp but, in, in I, but that was my problem is from Ragnarok it created a new persona for Banner that carried through the next two Avengers Which movies I didn't, really I didn't enjoy because I think he was characterized was so best cool. in the first Avengers movie he was so dark he was, he was literally and like he carried that through to Ultron too he was yeah. so broken in Ultron and it was oh, it was just so well done like that characterization of the man who is just like he's t- like he comes off as just wary like he yeah. Oh. So when, when he transitioned to, to Professor Hulk, I'll respect the character transition to Professor Hulk, where he's able to be a happy person as Hulk. Yeah, but Why that didn't that? happen. Yeah. We, well, at the very least, we didn't see that. Yeah. Because, again, a, another moment that gets undercut in Ragnarok is, and I suppose maybe they did it because of the Incredible Hulk, which is technically in the MCU or whatever, but when he jumps off the ship onto the Rainbow Bridge and he just smashes into it, and he doesn't transform or anything. Like, it's funny, but it's, it undercuts that character moment. Because since he turned back, he was like, I'm not turning into the Hulk. He won't let me come out. Yeah. Like, that was insane that he'd been the Hulk for so long. I loved that. I really that enjoyed you that. You to see what yeah. was going to happen. Yeah. yeah, no, and it was really well done. I just he looked so good in Ragnarok. He lo- oh, yeah. He looked, he looked phenomenal good. in Ragnarok. Um... But I, I just wish they'd kept that Avengers characterization consistent up until Endgame, you know? Because yeah. I, th- I think it would have been a much better arc for him. Because even in Infinity War, he feels kind of out of place and weird, and there's that whole thing where the Hulk's not coming out and all that, and it's... Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. I also liked his toned-up green. I don't like the toned-down green that we got in Endgame, and I don't like Fair. the color palette that they chose for Civil War. Fair. Everything is grayer. That's very fair. Um, and I do think that's... They did that on purpose to like show the mood yeah. that everyone was going through, but I still don't like it. It was like grainier than everything else. Yeah, I, I will say that's the one thing DC else. has over the MCU, is that DC looks good. Regardless of anything else, Zack Snyder made sure it looked good. That is fair. I think MCU has had very few slip-ups, slip-ups when it comes to looking good. Infinity War looks. Oh, it's so gorgeous, good. dude. It Guardians is. of the Galaxy, honestly, they probably have the best cinematography in the MCU. Besides oh. for that one, their coupled moment, no. Ragnarok would fight with them. But to be fair, yeah, Ragnarok's got some phenomenal shots in it as well. Again, just that moment of Thor coming down from the top of Asgard, just lightning around him, dude. But to be fair, that movie also, am, like, not to be funny, but Thor throughout the MCU, not since his first movie has he really been shown 
as powerful as he should be yeah. until we got to like Ragnarok Infinity War Endgame. Yeah. Because literally like the first movie he's taking out like Frost that. Giants and shit. That's the the moment where Oh where he like, holds open the star yeah, yeah. for just the But yeah. you'll die only if I'm killed. <laughs> that's that's, <laughs> that's what yeah. dying means. <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's so good. <laughs> Uh, but even that, like Peter, D- when they were like, "Yeah, Peter Dinklage is in Infinity War," I was like, "That's weird. What are you gonna do with Peter Dinklage?" And they were like, "Yeah, they're dwarves in the thing." And I was like, "Oh, Peter Dinklage, and he's a big dwarf." <laughs> I was like, "Well done." And that was unexpected. <laughs> I did not see that coming. <laughs> um, okay, okay, Groot. Amazing. I have never had a problem with Groot ever. Fair. I would only say in Infinity War, maybe he stays on the game a little too long. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But like, literally, even there, it's like minor nitpick. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm okay with it. <laughs> when, when he says goodbye to Rocket, and you read what it said. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's bad. Killed. <laughs> yeah, when they were like, "Oh, he's just saying bye, Dan," and they're like, "Ah, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Don't do me like that." Heartbreak. <gasps> oh, oh, dude. Oh my lord. And he was so cute in the first Guardians, where he like. Kills like forty people, and he turns, he smiles, and waits for approval. <laughs> You're so sweet. That's yeah, so they did that so well. Angel. But again, like Groot and Rocket were done so well in the Guardians movies. Like honestly, honestly, think about it. Rocket Raccoon. Think about that. I yeah. give a shit about Rocket <laughs> Raccoon. <laughs> I don't, could not see myself caring about the character. I've got the Marvel Encyclopedia at home. Yeah. I went and looked for the original Guardians of the Galaxy. I found his character separately. I was like, this is boring. <laughs> but that's the you thing. You look ridiculous and then... <laughs> but that's the thing. James, J- Gunn, James Gunn managed to... Like, that's get why I'm excited for the, for the new Suicide Squad. Because their costumes look like crap. Because they look like the comic accurate costumes. Uh, like, make it cool. Make it cool for me. I uh, if you. I'm honest, I'm keen for the new Suicide Squad movie for two reasons and two reasons only. First is obviously James Gunn. Second is Peter Capaldi, because Doctor Who. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> 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 I thought he was playing Brainiac, but he's not. He's playing the Thinker. Oh, they did I him mean, in Flash. Still, still yeah. Didn't you hear they did the thinker in Flash? Like season no, no, I did. No, I don't care about that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking like... CW Flash. We'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get to the... the Suicide Squad. That's sick. Yeah. Which I'm really keen for. Um, but They've got King Shark. They do have King Shark. But honestly, my problem is with DC, not to be funny, I'm not excited for any of their efforts. Like, even with Marvel, after Endgame, I remember you and me, we walked out of the cinema and we were like, that is our MCU capped off. Like, it... It's not the same going forward. And it hasn't been. Like, watching Far From Home was cool. It was great. It was a nice little epilogue. Cherry on top. Like, MCU's done for me. Like... You've done something perfect here. Like, you are now standing. You are the checkpoint. You are save point in the game. Yeah. You can't take this away from me now. Fair. Please, Lord. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Please. All we need is for Spider-Man 3 to be a hodgepodge of just a mess. That would so cripple me, I think. No, please, no, I really hope this is good. <laughs> yeah, that is. Um, yeah, I hope that doesn't happen. Good God. But, but yeah, I... Spider-Man's going to be a, um, an episode on its own. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he will be. Because um, to, to, for me, talking about Spider-Man means you've got to mention Tobey Maguire. You've got to talk about Andrew Garfield. Because, 
again, that was my childhood growing up. Like, Iron Man 1, not a single child born in that era can say that they did not have a moment where they were on the floor and they did the wall climbing literally, yeah. at home. You can't. You can't tell me you didn't do that. But again, yeah, and like, not to be funny, but Spider-Man, that first Spider-Man movie helped usher in the superhero age. Like, obviously you had X-Men in the 2000s, you had Blade before that, but like... Spider-Man was different. Spider-Man was a phenomenon. Yeah. Like, yeah, it really was. So, it's getting its own episode, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the MCU, I think, has, has spent 10 years earning it, honestly. The fact that they were able to do better than Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. Oh, like, that's respectable. Fair. Doc Ock was really good. Also, how are the special effects so good in that movie? The DCEU's special effects are pretty good. <laughs> are you talking about Spider-Man 2 now? Yes, Spider-Man 2's special effects are good. It used a, a blend of practical effects, because they actually built Otto's arms, and it was operated by, like, four or five people via puppeteering and stuff. Holy crap. And then they still did CG. Um, on top, which is why it looks so good to this day. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. It's I, weird how, how, like, Guardians can come out, and you can see uh, Ronan, Groot, Rocket. They're fully CGI characters. Yeah. And yet, you have some Henry Cavill's upper lip. <laughs> even not even the upper lip, like, Doomsday. Yeah, he looks shit. Trash. He, Why? Yeah, that was a yeah. Why are the special effects so bad? To be fair though, something I just thought about now, you can kind of, <laughs> you can kind of draw the trajectories of both DC and Marvel based off their efforts from the early two thousands. Like not to be funny, but Marvel really did build off of what Sony did with um, Spider Man and Tobey Maguire, and what Fox did with the X Men to give us the MCU. Yeah. Whereas DC built off of Christopher Nolan's Batman to give us the DCEU. And I think there are problems with that. One of them being it meant that when Christopher Nolan finished in 2012 <laughs> and the Avengers came out, <laughs> DC was left in a bit of a spot. Although, I wish, I'll, I'll be honest, I wish Christopher Nolan had accepted, because I don't know if you heard about this, after Dark Knight Rises... DC was like, or Warner Brothers was like, yo, you're going to make us a cinematic universe, aren't you? <laughs> like, you're going to make us a Superman type of thing, like get Christian Bale back in, that type of thing. And Christian Bale said he was down um, only as long as Christopher Nolan did it. But Christopher Nolan said no, he saw his trilogies being finished and all that. Which I respect, I think it was, yeah. I think it, it was magnificent for actually giving Batman an ending. Yeah. Also, how do you how do you squeeze in superpowers into something that's been so grounded? To be fair, though, can you imagine su like? But that that's why I would have been so excited to see because you didn't have to squeeze it into that realistic thing. Not being funny, but if Christopher Nolan got a hold of Superman, I don't think he would have grounded it the same way he grounded Batman. I think he would have allowed that more unrealistic aspect to be more prevalent which then would have made for an interesting mashup when you put Christian Bale's Batman there. And that's why you I think... a pretty awesome Dark Knight Returns if you did that, because then Christian Bale's Batman would be that old, he would be that angry. Literally. And you could have Superman and on his own for a while, yeah. going up to the presidency and the gigantic battle between... Yeah, them. and you could, uh, like, you could make it, if you want him to, like, concrete come back into the game or something. 
you kill off Selena Kyle and or you do what they do in the comic books yeah. where they just break up continually. You know, where he can't put Batman aside. You know, you, you give it something, you know? Yeah. Um, which I would have been really keen to see. But if I'm honest, I'm glad we didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that the Dark Knight trilogy is what it is. You know, like, it's like checkpointing. Yeah. Like, once you've done something that good, just save it and quit while you're ahead. Yeah. It's, not, it's not like quitting while you're ahead, it's like leaving a good legacy. Yeah. Don't fasten the furious your shit. Fair. Very fair. Don't do that. Um, they should have ended it after Paul Walker died, if I'm honest. They should have ended it before that, but I, I think when Paul Walker died, that was the opportune yep. moment to just put it to rest. Um, on that front then, when do you think the MCU is going to be put to rest? Do you think it should be put to rest? I think they're going to keep making movies on forever, but like as soon as they announced the Eternals, I was like, I'm not sure. Because I, like, when they announced the Inhumans TV series, I was like, that's going to be garbage. Fair. You can't do that. There's way too much CGI involved. You don't have budget to make it <laughs> on television. Fair, but The Eternals is a big budget movie. Yeah, so, like, I'm trusting Marvel because they... They burned it. Yeah, like, they burned my respect. But, like, still, doing things like that. But not to be funny. Making something bigger, going more galactic and stuff from where we came from. You're already taking massive risks, and like. To be fair, though, I will say one thing I'm keen for. Apparently, Christian Bale's been confirmed as the God Butcher. Yes, I thought I did see that. Yeah, I thought you were very excited. Dude, I am. Okay, for those of you listening, Thor the God Butcher is one of my absolute all time favorite Thor comic storylines, okay? And they announced Christian fucking Bale to be playing the God (laughs) Butcher. Are you just. (laughs) I am pumped. (laughs) Like. That, and honestly, that to me is one of the first times I've been jet, like as keen pre-Endgame for an MCU movie. But I think it's just because Thor hasn't been given his closure yet. Yeah. Like Captain America and Iron Man were given very definitive endings that suited their characters. I feel like that's going to be his, that, that'll be the end of the MCU. Once the big three are out, then, then you're working with the side characters. Side characters. Well, yeah, obviously, he used air quotes, guys. <laughs> it's, it's side characters. Because theoretically, Captain Spider-Man. America and all of them were the side characters in the beginning. And then, like. But see, that's what I'm talking about. The MCU's taken, not to be funny, but it's taken characters you wouldn't know because they couldn't. Like, they couldn't use the ones that were known. They took the little known ones, the B listers, the C listers, and they turned them into megastars and household names. How would you, like, what. If you didn't start off with Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America, who would you even go for? Oh, you're talking if they had access to their full roster? You would make Spi- you would make the Spider-Man movies, which they did, but what other, like, massive... But they didn't make the Spider-Man movies, remember, it was Sony. I mean, my point is, like, what from Marvel would you make a movie about? Because, I, like, I was never a fan of Captain America. I was like, oh, he looks lame. Yeah. Like, Iron Man, barely recognized him. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Thor, I knew he was there. I didn't realize he was, like, a superhero superhero. Like, I've enjoyed Thor in the comics right? for a while. <laughs> like, when I was younger, it was Spider-Man, X-Men. Fantastic Four, and for Fantastic me. Yeah. Four. And I didn't know what else there was to that. But that's what I'm saying, because realistically, Marvel's big characters were Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, and the X-Men. Like, the Avengers were kind of... Uh, they were big, I assume, but they were... No, the Avengers were big, but they're... 
Even, like, That's a no. Like, yeah. Well, even if you go back to the Avengers' original conception, the whole reason they became the Avengers was because various... Um, Small comics. Sp- well, the various single-run characters were about to shut down. So they were like, well, let's just lock them all into one group. You can still tell stories with them. Um, yeah, I, but honestly, what they've done with the MCU over 10 years, and that's, again, that's what blows my mind. I, I can say I grew up with the MCU. Like, ah, dude, think about that. I started as a kid, I finished being able to drink. (laughs) 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 I I finished understanding Iron Man's problems. (laughs) That's a joke, guys. I'm not an alcoholic, I swear. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to lie on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, and honestly, I think Kevin Feige did something incredible that they... That everyone has tried to replicate. DC tried to replicate it. Fucking Tom Cruise's Dark, Tom Cruise's universe. dark universe tried to replicate it with I'm monsters. Sure Fast and the Furious is trying to do it. Fast and the Furious, you could argue successfully is doing it. <laughs> but anyway, you could argue that yeah. but I would disagree. <laughs> Fair. Um, what are some of the other shared universes? Because like not being funny, but everyone's trying to do it. No one succeeds. Yeah, that is. Like, that, that is the hard and, and fast of it. Nobody else has been able to do it. Yeah, I mean, Alien vs. Predator. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> if, they, if they pumped out a Terminator and Robocop movie, I'd watch it. I don't that'd think be, it would that'd be, be good, no. <laughs> but I would watch it. If it was made in the 80s, it would be fan-fucking-dastic. Yes. Holy and shit. That I would get on board for, but unfortunately... Yeah, we, we no longer stay... Yeah, no. All but right. like, yeah, but like even Star Wars. Star Wars is trying to do the whole shared universe thing, and it has caused it to crash and burn, in my opinion. Yes, it has. Other than That's the Mandalorian, which is <laughs> Star Wars is also going to be. I've got a lot of feelings pent the up the about Star Jedi Wars. The Last Jedi is going to get ripped to pieces. The Last Jedi is getting its own episode. Okay. Wait, what's the the, the um the one before? The Force Awakens. Solo. Solo oh, is after. Oh, yeah, what do you? No, okay. What, the most recent Star Wars is called what? The Rise, Rise of Skywalker. Dude, I'm yeah. I'm just going to rip that one to pieces. But like, The, the Last Jedi is getting its own episode, <laughs> and then we're going to talk about the state of Disney Star Wars post The Last Jedi. Because, oh, I've got feelings. Strong. I respect you, J.J. Abrams. You did it. You started that well. Ryan Johnson. I'll, I'll give you this, J.J. Abrams. You started off well. <laughs> you did not stick the landing. He had to fix so many issues. No, okay, Kim, okay, leave for the next episode. Why would they change directors <laughs> Okay, we're just going to leave this for another episode. I've got too much to say on that front, okay? <laughs> Ivan Ryan. I'm um, Ewan. <laughs> thank you for listening to us ramble on. Uh, we'll see you again soon. Goddamn.